Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's a.k.a. Radio Red. Happy to be here. Thank you to Ryan Treasure, EVP, EVP at Voice America. He just got promoted, and he's the voiceover on my show. This is Radio Red in the house. It is February 28th, the last day of the second month. Oh, my goodness. I thought we'd never get to 22, and now here we are, and we're two out of 12, once at 16% done of the year. Is that possible? I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. Happy to be here. My show is all about creatives. I have four wonderful, beautiful, smart, savvy, and ready to share their creativity with us creatives. And we're talking about today's show is going to be called Creativity Out of the Box. That's the best way I could encapsulate. It's hard when you have people from such diverse backgrounds and such diverse creativity to come up with one word that's going to describe them all. So that was my word for today. Uh, Let me just get a couple things out of the way, everybody. Where before I introduce my guest, there's something we do every week. I know Sharon has listened to the show and she knows. I'm going to say on the count of three, I want you to all join me by saying hello, L, L, L. All right? One, two, three. Hello, L, L. That's got Gabe, my engine. Gabe, that was the best ever, I think. That was really the best <laughs> ever. Congratulate. And we didn't rehearse that, I have to tell you. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, a nice lady who's my most loyal listener. She's in Whitestone, New York. And Carrie, I've been taking up a, a fictitious GoFundMe for seven years to try and move her to London. And I just haven't been able to raise enough money. So she's still in Whitestone. It doesn't start with an L. So I want to thank you all for greeting her. She listens. And every Monday night at 8.01 p.m., John, Laura will email me and she'll tell me what she gleaned from each of you, what you told about creativity and how much she enjoyed and appreciates you. So you've got a built-in fan right there. This is the 20th of February. It's the 59th day of the year. What already? Gregorian calendar. I always do a shout out to Greg Gregory Gregory, whatever his mother called him, we still use your calendar, kid, and you must have done a good job. 306 days left in 2022. This is the 10th Monday, and nobody gives a crap about that except me. But if you want to buy something, or if you, I don't know if John or Michelle or or Carrie or Sharon has a still in the backyard, or if you make Kahlua in the sink in the garage, but oh, you do, Carrie. Okay. One one of the above above choices. Uh, It's time to get ready for a special drink. They might have it already with him in that black mug there, Carrie. A special drink for New Year's Eve 2023 because I think we're going to get through this year even better than we expected to, I'm hoping. Not a whole world, but but us here who we are. Let's just leave that one alone. Uh, Western Zodiac, it is the water sign. It's a Pisces, February 19th to March 20th. Anybody a Pisces here? Anybody? Right here. Okay. Hi, Michelle. Let's see if this describes you. Your favorite colors under your sign are mauve, lilac, purple, violet, and sea green. I don't know how the green got in there in the purple family. Your strengths are compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise, and musical. Michelle, does that describe you? Absolutely. There you go. Okay. And your weaknesses, we'll skip those. Overly <laughs> I want to be polite. So let me tell everybody a little bit about my guest, just a little tiny bit. My people call it a force bite, a little bit of an appetizer, you know, and then I'm going to have them each introduce themselves. And guests, stick around after because I forgot to take pictures. I was so busy welcoming you. We got to take some pictures. So uh, my four outspoken, out-of-the-box creatives, just raise your hand when I call you John Freysha. 
and he spells it F-R-A-C-C-H-I-A. I had to learn how to pronounce that. He's a just like it sounds. Everybody write, yeah, right. Everybody write this down. Educator, novelist, playwright, composer, musician, improv performer. I did that too. Experimental film artist and the president of four nonprofit organizations. John, can't wait to hear from you. You'll be doing a full intro in a moment and welcome. Michelle Willett. Am I pronouncing that right? Willett or Willett? You sure are. Thank you. Willett. Okay, you're welcome. And she was hard to believe homeless for a decade on the streets of Los Angeles. She got herself together and she is now a thought transformationalist. Talk about a creative way of pulling yourself up from where you were. And the co-founder of Balance Your Path, LLC. And Michelle's going to tell us all about that. So happy to have you here, Michelle. Thank and you. we have Dr. Kerry Forrestal, MD. And he is a relative of Eileen Forrestal, who has been on the show a couple of times. I met Almost everybody except John at the recent National Publicity Summit in December. And Kerry, I, he's out, I can call him Kerry. I have doctors in my family, so I, you want you to be Dr. Kerry or Kerry, and we'll debate that during the show. He was one of the youngest licensed EMTs in New York. That's quite an accolade. That means you really want to do this. He is now an emergency medicine and trauma center physician, but he's here because he's a novelist and a playwright, and guess who he does it with? John Frasia. So there we go. We're going to talk about that collaboration. I'm intrigued by that. And Carrie, wave hello so everybody knows. There you are. There you are. And we have Sharon Wallen. She, former teacher, board certified national teacher, accolades and distinction. She enhanced critical thinking and creativity for her elementary school students, which is something that is coming into being now, Sharon. But when you were doing it, I don't think it was that well known. So bravo to you. She's now a life coach and she created the Grateful Reflections Journal for self-affirmations and gratitude writing. Sharon, welcome. There we are. So, everybody, I'm so thrilled to have all of you. Let's go around the table. John Frasia, I'm pronouncing yes. it well. I will go You're to You're doing speak. great. John Frasia, John Frasia. John, I'm putting you on full speaker view. Everybody wave hello okay. to Facebook. Everybody wave hi to Facebook. There we go. Why hey. wave to Facebook. John, I'm giving you three minutes, but Gabe and I aren't counting, so it's okay. Tell us, how could you possibly do all those things and still be here with us and, and just still be here? So, John, go ahead. Welcome. He's crazy. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Red. It's so nice to be here. And, and that's a great question. And I often ask myself that same question. Um, I think it boils down to this. I have no sense of attention, apparently, and I bounce around. But <laughs> more seriously, I'm intrigued by a lot of things. Um, my main job is I'm a career educator here at Ithaca College. And I realized even that I got into this field because what I love is helping people find their passion and then kind of figuring out how to get there. So I wouldn't be much of a career educator if I didn't try and infuse that into my own life, right? I've uh, been a musician since second grade, although that's a questionable thing, <laughs> whether that's actually true. Um, but music led to film, film led to writing, writing led to comedy, and other things just kind of poured out of that. And really my approach to life that happened in college, and this is where I met Carrie, really had to do with, if I thought it was interesting to do, it was probably worth trying, whether I liked it or not, right? Worst that would happen is I wouldn't like it, or I tried it and I was bad at it, but so what, right? And what I found is that's been a great pathway to joy. And it's led me to interesting people like my good buddy here and interesting people like here on this panel. It's led to fascinating collaborations. And, and most importantly to me, honestly, a lot of laughs. 
I really value humor in my life and I, I find it frequently. So that's just a little bit about me. Thank you very much. I, I'm intrigued sure. by the worst thing is you didn't like it or you weren't good at it. And sometimes we find things we like that we're not good at and we still continue. Isn't that true? That is true. There you and that's go. okay. It is okay. And that's a lesson for kids is you don't mm -hmm. always have to totally. be the best in the class, but maybe yes. you're good at some part of it. So we'll talk about that more. Thank you very much, oh. Michelle. You're up. So happy to have you here. Michelle, love to hear a little bit of your backstory and what are you doing now? Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, well, a little backstory. So you mentioned the homeless thing. So yes, I was uh, raised um, as a child homeless on the streets of Los Angeles. And luckily, I got to stay with my family through that time period. And that gave me um, where that situation would normally set someone up uh, not for success. Um, mm -hmm. I, I took a lot out of that. Um, I had loving parents and I had a lot of emotional support. And my sister Vicky and I, which are the middle children, um, kind of clung together and took that trauma and ran with it and decided early in life that we needed to get past that and that we needed to create something better. And that's exactly what we did. We started a journey to do so and we learned everything that we could and 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 we stuck together and we forged forward. And then when we had our own children, we decided we needed to do something bigger. And um, we wanted to start sharing our story with others and helping others who had gone through something similar. And that's where it all started for us, working with others on their trauma. And how can we get past that with a lot of laughter and a lot of, um, you know, gratitude and, and what is, you know, important today and what isn't important ever and things like that. And, and that led us to writing the books. And we've got a five series uh, books, uh, a set of books that are really the foundation of well-being and how to create that. And uh, we do a lot of live training and we do a lot of coaching and uh, we spend a lot of time laughing and enjoying our lives every single day and trying to be as infectious with that as we possibly can with everyone we come in contact with. How lovely. And you mentioned laughter and John's just jumping out of his seat. And oh, so yeah. Carrie. And you mentioned gratitude and that's a lead in. Sharon is after Carrie, but Sharon's going to talk about gratitude as well, because that's part of what she does in her workbook. So we've got a couple of themes here. See, just to my listeners and John, I didn't meet you with the summit. Carrie invited you and I'm very happy that he did. Um, I never put people together because of a common theme other than do you fall into the bucket, I call it, of creatives. And that could be anybody who does anything. It doesn't have to be stage work. It doesn't have to be right. novelist. It doesn't have to be uh, anything that's that's creative the way people think about creative. it can be, I think you're creative if you're doing something from the heart that maybe you weren't trained for. Anyway, it's a vast, vast bucket of creativity. And so uh, I don't put people together because, okay, because Sharon writes about gratitude and Michelle has gratitude and Michelle likes laughter and John. I don't do that. I just book people I think are interesting. And then the thread emerges as I get to know all of you. And that makes me very, very happy. So Carrie, you have been summoned. Your name has been summoned. Carrie Forrestal, MD, you're here. Would you please tell us a little about your career? Woohoo! And tell us a little bit about, a tiny bit about what it's like to collaborate with John on writing a novel and a play. Talk to me, Carrie, <laughs> so, welcome. Um, I, this is a great group. I met two of you at the, uh, the summit and I'm so glad you guys are doing well. You're awesome. We're in a room together, but, um, I don't know really where to start. Like John, I suffer from ADHD probably. Uh, that's the, the strength of an ER doctor. You know, you do heart attack over here, it's trauma over there. And then, you know, 
Um, but I think as far as the creative process, um, it, what you guys were saying got me to thinking, how, how does that happen where you get all these things that allow you to meet all these wonderful people? And I think the strength of it is that I was never told I couldn't. I never got that message as a kid, like, you can't do that. And because the thinking in my head is like, oh, that looks neat. I think I'll give that a try. John, uh, you were asking about collaboration with John. John is in the arts. He's, he's, he's got 20 different types of uh, talents. I, I'm not. I ended up, I'm more of a science guy. I have degrees in biology and psychology. I did some electron microscopy. I have a medical degree. Uh, I did get a master's in business administration because that gene kicked in where you say, well, why not? You know, so, and it lets you meet amazing people. And that's amazing fertilizer for a creative process, especially when you can find somebody who will tolerate you pitching 95,000 stupid ideas to get to the one good one. So, but yeah, it's um, little things like I was on a whale and seal stranding team for a while because I just picked up a phone and said, why not? So, you know, that's a, that's a powerful thing, especially when you never got the message early on. You can't. Mm-hmm. Why not? I'm going to suggest, Carrie, that you rewrite your bio because none of this is in your bio. It's about your <laughs> medical career, but nothing about the, the the whale stranding seal and whale st- whatever that is. Nothing about. And what was it like to just briefly? What was it like to collaborate with John? Who was the main writer of the novel and who was the main writer of the play? Or was this 50 50? I always like to say when John and I write, whether it's the book, the the novel uh, that's coming after the book, the, the book is going to be a series of three or four. We're still figuring mm-hmm. that out. The play, we have two more plays in the hopper. I write the uh, even words and John writes the odd ones. So Sometimes the really odd ones. The very, very odd ones. So, But it's more or less one of those things. It, it, I would, uh, I guess the best thing, and I'll touch on the, the musical aspect of it. I mean, when people harmonize, who's singing the song? You know, and, and that's really it. It's just, it's just, you meet those people in your life that you just connect with, that you just, just you know, interlace. And it just goes um, from there. So who who wrote the book? Again, you know, it, it's nothing of it would exist. Um, Crushing Cancer was done uh, with John's support, but but by me solo, but the other stuff wouldn't exist without both of us. Right. Very interesting. I love your answer. Thank you very much. I've had husband and wife writing teams and and uh, people who who write collaboratively in a mystery book where it's done online. He'll write one chapter and then turn it, have you ever heard of this? And turn it over to her and she'll write the next and wherever it goes, it goes. And then he writes the next one. Uh, so I was very intrigued with that. Maybe we'll talk more later. It's time to welcome Sharon Wallen. You've been so patient, my dear. Sharon, I'm delighted to have you here. I met you at the summit. I was so intrigued and admiring of what you've done in your education career. So Sharon, why don't you give us the full story. Welcome. And who is Sharon Wallen? Go ahead. Hi, Radio Red. This is a beauty to be with you and your guests. And to think that this is just randomly put together, but the similarities among us is amazing right now. Because one thing that I've heard from the guests so far is despite the childhood, there was somebody who believed in us and helped us to get here. And that's my story. My beginning of my, the beginning of my story. I was born in Kingston, Jamaica and great parents. My dad was in the police force there. My mom was registered nurse, but my grandparents, they just, the sky was the limit for what they saw with the grandchildren and our experiences. And so, um, 
I studied psychology and sociology and elementary ed, and I am a national board certified teacher. Only 3% of America's teachers are national board certified. Um, if there are teachers listening, I would encourage them to pursue it. Um, the standards for professional uh, work with education, it's extraordinary and definitely impacts the career beyond. But while I was working, and yes, my work was with advanced academics, what they would call gifted and talented, but I also started with ESOL, the kindergarten for five-year-olds. But there was something that we all have in common, that brain. That's where learning happens, thinking or emotions. And something, I don't know in my studies, critical thinking skills, creativity, I wanted to understand brain strategies. And Radio Red, uh, um, I'm known for those uh, brain-friendly strategies. But what it does, it creates an atmosphere of safety for children a place of calm where they can, uh, the, 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 the environment is predictable. Um, there's calm and they can come in despite whatever setting they're coming from, the different homes. They can come into that one classroom and for a few hours experience peace. And that's what I realized over my career. And I think in the summit, I may have shared with you just this artwork which just after a few months of working with Ms. Wallen, one student painted me this for my birthday, um, November. So I'm Sagittarius, not Pisces. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> and lots of good. In other words, this is something I would be saying as things happened in the room, but this let me know that the child was also hearing it and something resonated with her. And I have other things I'll share with you a little later. And when I heard in 2020, we all experienced that distress with the pandemic. And then I heard about stress and mental crisis. And then that's where my work with Grateful Reflections came out to help those strategies of affirmation and gratitude and stuff like that. So Lovely. that's a little of my background. Thank you very much. And congratulations on your national board certification. It sounds like something for teachers to aspire to, and, and I've never heard of it before. So I hope you're sharing that with others in the teaching profession, Sharon. And we all know that school is famous for killing, create. I'm sorry, kids, killing, or so we say squashing, suppressing, not punishing, maybe, creativity in kids what outside the box my, my wow. daughter my daughter was, was uh, well all I'll say is that she's a, a very talented uh, professional let's just leave it that very well respected and I got a note from her first grade teacher Sharon we were in Eugene Oregon I got a note home from the teacher I won't name my daughter she hates when I talk about her on the air but that, that said she is not coloring inside the lines and I think she needs remedial artwork and remedial oh my God. Seriously, she Hell. sent a note yeah. home to me and yeah. my daughter ended up being a brilliant artist. I have her jumbo size acrylic paintings that she Ooh. did when she was 13 or 14 yeah. framed on my walls. She yeah. illustrated, Carrie, she's an MD. She illustrated all of her biology notebooks with hand-drawn wow. diagrams that would just rival anything you've seen. Oh. And she's an artist and a very talented 
physician. I'll leave it there. And this teacher wanted to squash that coloring outside the goddamn line. Wow. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So I won't tell you how many years ago. That, yeah. Thank you. That's why I'm <laughs> calling. You know what? I didn't even realize I'm calling this show today creativity out of the box. Oh, yes. my Yes. <laughs> it, I think just, the, the nicest thing I got, the, Go the nicest compliment I ever got at, was at a, believe it or not, a banking thing. I did databases for Chase Bank for a while. Remember they were talking about thinking outside the box. Yes. And somebody said to me, and that guy, I was walking by, I said, that guy don't have a box. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> by the way, I was a marketing manager for Chase Global Management working downtown, Carrie, years ago. Broadway? On Broad, rather? Uh, down down at uh, One Chase One Chase Plaza. I, I was in the building that was in Wall Street, a block from the World Trade Center. I was, I was in 52 in, Broad. In the building with the big columns. And yeah. um, I remember I started something called the Chase Global News, which I started, created, and printed the prototypes on a, we called it a wide-body printer. It was a 17 by 11 printer. And I did all of the all of the artwork and the ads, and I wrote half the articles, and it was, and I created a, a wacky wordy puzzle on the back page in Quark Express, one box at a time, because I didn't have crosswords. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it, it became a coffee Old table school. book. Oh my God. Well, you got to do what you got to do, but I, yeah. you know, my, my quote unquote creativity within corporate was out of the box. It really was. They didn't have a Chase Global News newsletter, but I was told by the lawyers it was too like the New York Times. I had to change a bunch of things. They said, you're going to get sued by the New York Times. How could you do that? And by the way, I I think you'll all love this. I was taken behind the scenes by somebody who said, you're dressing, the way you dress. I won't give my real name. I'm AK Radio right in the show, but my other name you're you're not dressing in a corporate enterprise way because I dared to wear a Michelle, you're gonna love this, a sports jacket to work, a jacket that had a couple of little rhinestones in it, sparkles. And instead of wearing a four hundred dollar Hermes scarf around my neck, I put it up and tied it in a bow on my hair. <gasps> it wasn't a four hundred dollar Hermes anyway. It really wasn't. But I tied my bow and and I looked around me and the women were wearing suits to work. And my boss, who couldn't keep his shirt tucked in, that's not not an aspersion against, he just couldn't keep his shirt tucked in, nothing else. He he took me one day, he said, they're sending you to a dress success seminar. You have to get a dress coach because you don't dress like everybody else in Chase. I swear to God, I was the first one. I totally relate with that. I was the first one on the floor at 7.30 in the morning before anybody got to the office. I worked, I, it was two hour commute each way from Long Island on the uh, subways and Long Island Express, Long Island Railroad. And I was there and I did as much work, if not more than anybody. And they didn't like the way I dressed. But we all know that what you're wearing is the real key to success in a career, right? <laughs> That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. So anyway, it was just, just a blast. And when they wanted to move, uh, carry downtown to Brooklyn to Metrotech. Yeah. Who do you think they asked to do the welcome event? Wow. <laughs> I hired a Bette Midler lookalike. I mean, Ooh, from uh, here to here. And she was a wow. corporate trainer who told me not to tell anybody what she really did for Jay. She was a trainer. She was a ball of buster. She was a, f- I have pictures and I gave, we, she did chapel of love and I had Four executives joined her to be the harlots behind Chapel of Love lip syncing with grass skirts and foil hula skirts over their business suits. (laughs) I brought in a Sabret hot dog cart. I brought in rock and roll music. Uh, We did a presentation on stage where people thought she was really Bette Midler, and they went up and asked her how she liked doing a certain (laughs) movie. I swear. 
That's fabulous. <laughs> so who do you think the kid who didn't know how to dress? They had me do the whole event to bring the staff down to Metro Tech before we moved in. And I left the company before we moved because I didn't want to work that far. I didn't want to work in Brooklyn. So I found another job. But anyway, creativity out of the box. Everybody raise their hand. Yes. Oh, yes. I love this. I love this. Let's get, let's get to some of what you've all, I'm having such a good time. Thank you all. Uh, let's get to, I asked to my listeners, to my viewers, I asked my guest as always to send me a quote from a fictional movie or TV character or a song lyric that has something to do with their view, their POV point of view on creativity. So let's go through these very briefly. John Frasier has sent us a quote from Beautiful Boy, Darling Boy, song written and performed by John Lennon, 1980. And here is the lyric. And John, take about two minutes and tell us what this has to do with creativity. And I think we already know. Life is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. A very, very famous quote. John, talk to us for a couple minutes. Sure. Well, I, that was a tough one, actually, when you asked us to do that, because, you know, you, you feel like you want to come up with something profound of what there's so many great quotes. But I thought about, well, what has my life really been? And it's been a series of turns, often unexpected, that have led to fascinating places. And that was the quote that best encapsulated it. If I had stuck to my original plan, I'd be a medical doctor like my good friend, Carrie. But I encountered this amazing thing called organic chemistry. And shockingly, we didn't like each other. <laughs> it, it was them, not you. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's probably true. Thank you. And that led me to reevaluate, to rethink, well, what am I also passionate about? What I came to understand was so much of it was about helping people, empowering people, enjoying people. Right? <laughs> that led me deeper into the arts and I was fortunate. I had parents, have parents. <laughs> I don't think they'd like me talking about them in the past tense. Please, please, please don't. Too yeah, soon. don't do that, right? <laughs> no, don't do that. Darn it. But they never discouraged me from trying things. I think if I told my mom, I'm going to go and be a musician, and that's going to be my career, I don't think she would have been thrilled about that. But they always encouraged me to explore, and that took root in college. And so what I found is even when I thought I'm going down X road, there was always something else to discover and be engaged with. And I decided, and I infused this into my work as an educator, that it doesn't have to be A or B. It's not binary, yes. right? It's not black or white, on or off. It's this and that. And I work with so many students who, like many of us were cultured, this is my career. No, this is part of my career as I'm in my office right now. But part of my career is creative. Um, part of my career up until recently was government service, right? And you can have other things in your life and you become a better whole for that. And so the quote just is sort of a reminder that when life goes a little bit off the rails, not only is it okay, sometimes it's smart to lean into it. And the reward can be really, really great for that. Thank you. That was absolutely lovely. And I have news for you. You don't know me, but I think I'm on my seventh or eighth career. That's a beautiful thing. And so. I was very shy. I'm a drummer too, and an artist. And I was very shy and didn't want to talk in public. But Sharon, I was the pianist at my sixth grade graduation in PS98 wow. in Douglaston, nice. New York. And, and I sewed my own dress. Yes. So 
in, in creative arts before I even, but I was basically shy. We'll leave that one alone. Let's go to Michelle. Michelle has picked a, a beautiful, another, what beautiful quotes are all picking? <laughs> Quote is from What Is and What Never, What Should Never Be, a song by the English rock band Led Zeppelin, written by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Uh-huh. The second track on Led Zeppelin, Roman numeral two in 1969. I don't have to tell you all who they are. With a heavy guitar-driven sound, they were a progenitor of hard rock and heavy metal, although their style also drew from blues and folk music. Yep. One of the best-selling musical artists of all time. Record sales go to up to $300 million is the estimate. And they originally were the Yardbirds. I didn't know that. I remember yes. the Yardbirds. Came out of the Yardbirds. Here's the quote. So if you wake up with the sunrise and all your dreams are still as new and happiness is what you need so bad, girl, the answer lies with you. Yeah. I hope I did that okay, Michelle. Brilliant. Thank you. Brilliant. Go ahead. How'd you find this one? Well, music drives my life. That's one of the areas that moves me the most. And it is literally playing in my world 95% of my day. And I get lost in it. I, I do. I, I let it drive me in so many different ways. And as a Pisces, we're emotional creatures. So the emotion of music really gets to me. And Led Zeppelin is my very favorite band. They are my number one guys. <laughs> And um, so I know all of their lyrics, but this one specifically speaks to me because it is about personal power and overcoming what I had to overcome. And like many of you and Red, you said you had several different careers. I spent 30 years in executive management for operations for some of the largest corporations in the world. And um, started out with not being the one anyone wanted to talk to because I had tattoos and, oh, and she's weird and she's got to change and she can't be to one of the top executives in some of the, the later pieces of my career because of the creativity, because I put that out there because that passion showed up every day when I showed yep. up. And uh, a lot of that comes from music for me, but personal power is a big foundation to what it is that that we do at Balance Your Path. My sister and I drive it all day long, like you two, collaborating on everything, all the books we do together, everything that happens in our company, we do together. We spend all day long working with each other and, and it wouldn't exist with, with one of us being on our own. And uh, a big piece of that is our personal power. We put that into everything. We have the power to change <clears throat> anything. We have the power to create anything. We have the power to manifest whatever it is that we want our life to be. And we so believe that. And we have seen that happen over and over and over for us. And we teach others how to do it. Personal power is my thing. It's magic. It's magic. It is. And it's magic, not just for you, but for the people around you. And by the way, I had a a job in marketing at a big software company. They're famous for their phones. Not, not recently anymore. And I had a colleague come up to me at my desk one day at White Plains, New York, and it was a fabulous and creative building, by the way, it's just gorgeous. And a woman came up to me and she said, I want to tell you how much I enjoy the accessories, the way you dress every day. I love what you do with jackets and scarves and belts and jewelry. And she said, I'm such a fan of yours. <laughs> I thought, seriously, my marketing is brilliant, but I'll take, I'll take a, I'll take an accolade for the clothes. It was, it was a lot of fun. We, we don't know really, do we, Michelle, how people see us, but how they value, right? Re- revalue, evaluate, devalue, right, Sharon? When they see us, what do they really see and how do we resonate with who they are, their values, whatever it is? Interesting. We're, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. Well, 
I'm right. walking in my shoes and how does the person in their shoes see me? That's very interesting. And my kids used to cr- criticize me. They used to say, can't you dress like all the other moms? And I said, why? They said, but you dress up every day in high heels and a skirt and a jacket to go to work. I was a pro- computer programmer back in the early days. And they said, can't you just wear jeans and a sweatshirt like all the other moms when you take us to school? And I said, no, I'm going to work. And this is the way I look. I told my daughter that the other day. She said, did I really say that to you, mom? Yes. Let's go to the next quote. Dr. Kerry Forrestal has sent us, oh, one of my favorites. This is a beautiful quote. Professor John Keating, played by the inimitable Damn, he left us way too soon for so many reasons. Robin Williams, Dead Poets Society, 1989. They call it a teen drama film, but I think it's a lot bigger than that. And here's the quote. Kerry, I expanded it to the full line. Carpe, carpe diem. Seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. Kerry, beautiful. Go ahead. It's just back to that theme. You know, if you think, if, if you have something that you want to do, I guess the big question is to your, to your listeners, why are you not doing it? What would stop you from right now picking up the phone, dropping an email, doing whatever, and getting moving in that direction that inspires you and then makes you want to get up in the morning? It One thing leads into another. When I was in medical school, I realized that we, I went to Stony Brook. There are 11 medical colleges. There's respiratory therapy, nursing, all like that. But we never talk together and we never work together, but we're supposed to perform together to save people's lives down the road. And trying to find something to train on was always difficult, unless you think that we never train on equity, healthcare equity in, you know, in, in outcomes and all like that. We don't train on diversity. We don't look across those racial divides. We don't look across cultural divides. So my dean, a guy named Edelman, was very, very um, supportive in creating what was called career cultural competence. It was the first time in any medical school that I know of where we actually created a forum to discuss issues of race and diversity and equity. And he was very, very supportive about the whole thing. So I just said, hey, I have this idea. He said, yeah, go ahead. And it was, again, it was one of those why not moments, right? So he invested in that. An interesting thing happened. Um, at one point when I was at Stony Brook, uh, I was coming down an escalator and I saw this individual coming up who was just just striking and stunning and just absolutely blew my mind. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I never saw her again <clears throat> until we had the meeting of career cultural competence and she walked in. And she had this project to uh, refurbish uh, pediatric rehabilitation equipment and bombed out uh, places over in, in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, and her name was Shannon. And 20 years later, we're married. <laughs> I think we Did knew that. Know? I think we figured that out. I so, did anyway. And it's just one thing, though, leads into the other. Yes. One thing you, you go, why not? Say, well, I'm going to get I'm in medical school. I'm up to here. But there's this thing that needs to get done. Do one thing after the other. After the other, and it just leads to amazing places. We've traveled the world. We've got great kids. So there you go. Thank you very much. You certainly did Carpe Diem. Good for you. Very nice story. Thank you for sharing that, Carrie. And let's go. Now, Sharon had a quote. And today, this morning, she said, I'm changing my quote. Is that okay? Well, hell yes, of course it's okay, oh, Sharon. No. Of co- yes, yes, it's okay. So I went and researched this. And the show is, the song is Something Good. It's by Oscar Hammerstein II and Richard Rogers from the 1965 film, The Sound of Music. Very oh. interesting. It was in the film version. It replaced the original song, sung by Maria and Captain George Von Trapp, 
called An Ordinary Couple. Since then, the song has been used in reproductions and the 2015 television special, The Sound of Music Live. And this has been integrated into future or later subsequent stage productions. It was so popular. And here's the line. Everybody's going to love this. Somewhere in my youth or childhood, I must have done something good. Sharon, I love it. Sharon, how'd you find this? Talk to me. The thing is, to be honest, um, Radio Red, that was what was in my, that, that is my, my, my um, quote. So in December, when we were preparing, <coughs> I was with the family and um, visiting from New York and DC and stuff. So I asked them, because I didn't want, you know, somehow I thought, oh, Sharon, you know, nothing comes from nothing, nothing ever could. So somewhere in my youth or childhood, I must have done. So that's really the quote. But I thought, no, ask somebody else. Uh, so then I got that thing about Forrest Gump and that box of chocolate. I've been racking my brain all the two months. <laughs> How am I going to explain that to you? Because you know, say, I have no clue. Is it that you eat the chocolate and you're done and then you give up? So I had no clue. So this one is really mine. And as I'm hearing everybody today talk about music, I'm thinking, what are the odds that I faced what was really a concern over the past two months? I faced it with you, Sound of Music, and everybody's on the show is a music. Off the chart. So, but that's what it is. Um, there are times when just good breaks happen in life. Um, I shared with you just different things. I, I was looking around today. When a teacher is in a classroom and a child brings you this as a gift in Valentine's, and we're still in that month. And I thought I'll share this with you. This is not the child. The parent had to do this and purchase it and help the child. But when I pulled it out to prepare for you today, Radio Red, not only the writing and everything, red as you are, but I was reminded the whole Oh, how beautiful. They did not do it in front of my eyes. I did not see this. So for this to happen, Nothing comes from nothing. Nothing ever could or would. And you created that, Sharon. Yeah. You inspired that. And the parents of the children did something like that. That's love. That's love. It echoes what we're all saying. To do that good, that transformational, what, uh, you know, Michelle is talking about and John and Carrie and everything Mm -hmm. we're talking today. Somewhere you sow a little seed of that kindness. That's right. It ripples. It ripples somewhere else yes. to make a good world. Yes. For someone, for that same family, this is how she ended the year. Artwork to Miss Wallen from Vivian. That's the same family that did that. So you can oh. tell, had an extraordinary school year. The child, they, they come to you, and this was in fifth grade. She was a 10-year-old. And when they're coming to you in, at 10 and things are novel, oh, my God, you're not upset. You're not shouting. You don't. What did they have before they came to me? 
So somewhere in my youth or childhood, and just as we said, the parents and grandparents were supportive. They were accepting. And for all the doctors and even for Michelle's work, we all know that as Abram Maslow and Erickson, those early years, identity and safety and security, that's what makes us where we are today. Yes, those are the roots. Yes, those are the roots. They say give give your children roots and give them wings. Yes. By the way, I won't use my real name, but I know my mom has said to me when I, I went on, a, I was invited to be on board of directors. And when I started a new job, she said, watch out. Everybody watch out. She's coming. <laughs> it's like, she, she, know not, she knew nothing was going to be the, the same. I don't know what I did. But anyway, my mom, bless her. She passed away at 100 in my arms in her own apartment, in her own bed. No aid, no nursing care, nothing. She said, what? They're going to watch me get dressed, put on my makeup and my jewelry and go play the piano for my friends, play bridge, play mahjong, go get my hair done. They're going to watch me do that. You're going to pay somebody to do that. Are you kidding? I don't want an aid. Anyway, it was it was quite quite a moment in our lives. Yes. So anyway, I tell you what, let's do a couple of famous birthdays and let's go over some of the um, national holidays. I have some crazy holidays. We'll do them real fast and then we'll do a little more in creativity. You've got about ooh, 15 minutes left. Plenty of time in Radio Land. Plenty of time. Today is Jason Aldean's birthday. Everybody know him from country oh. music? Oh, Michelle. Oh, be still. Oh, I love yes. him. Oh, I know. I love him. I know. Any idea how old he is? You want to do a shout out? To I him, don't Michelle? care how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost a grown-up. He's 44. That's almost Perfect. quite a grown-up. I'm not sure. Yes. Uh, and now, this is for Carrie. There's an actor who played Neil Perry in Dead Poets Society in the movie. It's Robert Sean Lennon, Leonard, who is 52 today. Now, what a coincidence is that, that you talked about the movie, right, Carrie? Wow. Yeah. There you, I thought that was very interesting. Gilbert Gottfried, that... That fast-talking son of a gun comedian. <laughs> he is 66 today. Now, there's a grown-up for you. Now, here's another grown-up, and she's probably older than you all think. She sings. She's a Broadway actress, film, and TV, and it's Bernadette Peters. She is oh. 74. <gasps> Be wow. still my heart. Broadway TV movies. And she's a Live children's forever. book author. Yes, I know. Yes. And here's somebody. I don't know if anybody watched the Gilmore Girls. I didn't. But Kelly Bishop, who played Rory's grandmother, Emily, on the series, is 77 today. And I thought that merited a happy birthday to Kelly Bishop. Now, every week I pick a couple of people from TikTok, YouTube, uh, those social media, the reality sites, and I pick people who have interesting names. And I'm not, not casting aspersions or making fun, but I want to give them a birthday shout-out. So there's somebody named Swayvyx. Sway it's S-W-A-V-Y-Y-X, who's a TikTok star who's all of 19. Can you pronounce that, Sharon, for me? S-W-A-V-Y-Y-X? I have no idea. Michelle, anybody? I nothing. No, no, but I follow them. So Swavix, <laughs> Swavix, happy birthday. There's a YouTube star who's 24 called Lunar Eclipse. One word, capital L, capital E in the middle, Lunar Eclipse. I don't know if that's a little uh, arrogant, but that's it is. And then I found a YouTube star named Big B Stats, B-I-G-B-S-T-A-T-Z. That's a YouTube star. If you go to national, if you go to famous birthdays for the date, you'll see names you never even, John, even you couldn't have come up with some of these. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. It's fair. Are, fair cop. Now let's go in advance. Tomorrow starts March 1st. It's the month of celery. Anybody know there was a month dedicated to celery? Michelle, wow. It's just wrong. 
It's, it, it is just wrong. And you know. want to eat water with hair in it. A yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was harsh. That was really harsh. I was say, true. It's caffeine <laughs> awareness. It's caffeine awareness month. It's crochet month. I still have crochet hooks. And yes, I know. It's noodle month and umbrella month. Now, I thought April showers bring Mayflowers, right. but umbrella month and March just seems wrong. I use a, ca <laughs> a calendar and I'm going to read off a couple. If you have anything to say about any of these holidays, I'll go through the whole week very quickly here. Just raise your hand and I'll call on you. And John, raise your right hand because I've got my notes in front of your part of your face. I'm so sorry. I got to get my screen going here. There, I can see you now. Okay. <clears throat> Today is Monday, February 28th. It's National Floral Design Day. It's International Sword Swallowers Day. John or Carrie, did you ever try? <laughs> John? <laughs> no, God, here we go. <laughs> well, I think that one, you know, could go so many different places that, you know, we should probably just spare our, our listeners, shouldn't we? We will. It's also yeah. National Chocolate Souffle Day. There you go. Now, Tuesday, tomorrow is National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Yes. I'm in. It's I'm also, so in. Right? Yeah, the only problem that one's over in a GIF. It's Mark. Turn his mute boom, him. Boom, boom. Not the mic the drop. It's also Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. Mardi is Mardi is Tuesday yeah. in French, and Gras means fat. Fat Tuesday, That's yes. Tomorrow? It's also yes, tomorrow. It's also Pancake Day and Share Even. a Smile Day. Everybody, share a smile. Come on, help me. Out. Share a smile. Share a smile day for tomorrow. Carry smiles. Smile. There you go. Wednesday <laughs> is National Egg McMuffin Day. I think we know who started that. It's Banana Cream Pie Day. So if you don't like Egg McMuffin Day, you can throw a banana cream pie. Exactly. <laughs> Make sure they get the, don't have a problem with the bananas. It's Stop Bad Service Day. You're supposed to actually tell people in restaurants or any kind of service profession uh, that was bad service. I don't know if you're allowed to not tip because of that. Does anybody agree with that? Not to tip if somebody served you when I'd they did. I'd be worried on Stop Bad Service Day. A little the bit. Government would grind to a halt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's National Old Stuff Day. I'll let you all think about your old stuff. Thursday is Peach Blossom Day. Okay, it's National. Listen, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the food realm on Thursday. It's mm. National Mold Wine Day, Cold Cuts Day, Canadian okay. Bacon Day. Oh, and then. And 33 Flavors Day. And we know I, who started that, right? I feel like Canadian Bacon Day should be part of Egg McMuffin Day. Like, just combine them. I agree, but that was the day before. So you're going to have yeah. to leave, leave the bacon. And it's National I Want You to Be Happy Day. I like Think that. Think about one. that. I, like I do that. too. I it's want good. you to be happy right. day. Yes. Friday is National Pound Cake Day, and it's Tartar Sauce Day. I don't think those go together. I'm getting indigestion just thinking about that. <laughs> it's yeah. Marching Music Day, not John Sousa, but it's John Marching. And do you know where the name John John Philip Sousa, you know where Sousa came from? Did yeah. you ever hear the ap apocryphal story? The oh. anecdotal story is that it was John Philipso, and somebody sent him a package and put USA because they were sending it from Europe. And the post office said it was so close together, it became John Philipso. Sousa, S-O-U-S-A. The S-O was separated and went to the, all right, that's where we'll look it up. Wow. I don't know. It's also the day of unplugging on Friday. I, I don't know how many I did of that yesterday. Did, how was it, Michelle? How was um, it? It was a little um, nerve wracking at the beginning <laughs> of the day, but I made it through. And um, because you missed a very important birthday there. Oh, what, what, what? Um, Michelle Willett, who is the co-founder of Balance Your Path. Her birthday was yesterday and she's kind of a big deal. And so for her birthday, she unplugged. That's what she did. 
Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Everybody, yeah. let's sing. One, two, three. Happy birthday, happy birthday to, to you. you. Yeah. Happy birthday. birthday to you. Okay, let's not make it worse than this. Musician, right, John? Yeah. Michelle, <laughs> Mich- Michelle, what exactly did you unplug? I want to know how I bad was it? everything. I stopped. I stepped away from reality. I even wow. left my place and went to a separate location and spent the night somewhere else. And I unplugged laptops, cell phones, everything shut off. Everything. Wow. And that was my own self-care. That was my, my gift to myself. How did you feel Beautiful. at the end of the day? Amazing. I, um, like I said, it was a little tough at the beginning because I live, my whole company is e-commerce. I live online. But um, yeah, by the end of the evening, I'm like, well, this was a good opportunity to just, <laughs> I loved it. I feel great. Yeah. Good and happy, happy, happy birthday. Thank very, you. Very, very happy. Let's go to Saturday is cheese doodle day. Okay. It's yeah. also real R-E-E-L film day. Anybody remember film reels? Yes. I do. National- I used to cut film. <laughs> there you go. And it's National Absinthe Day. Originated Ooh. in the 18th century, rose to popularity in early 20th century France with bohemian artists and writers, and it was called the Green Fairy Drink. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It is it's horrible. A- I've yeah, had it. It's horrible. <laughs> so we're not celebrating. We'll have cheese yeah. noodles if we can right. I, Let's cheese noodles, yes. <laughs> who, who would have thought it, it'd be bad? It's made from ironwood. What are the chances? So. <laughs> there right. you go. Thank you all for that backstory. Sunday, March 6th is National Oreo Cookie Day. And how many people pulled them apart or twisted them apart and just wanted the cream inside? Totally. Uh, the, <laughs> and how many could you have with them? with two glasses of cold milk? And, and how many could you eat sitting in front of the TV watching something? Oh, yeah. How many you got? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's there, a dangerous there you go. thing. It's also <laughs> White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. Okay. Woo-hoo. And here's one for everybody to acknowledge. It's Women in Construction Week starts on Sunday. So I got through college. There, oh, there you go. Total and shout it's out. also Professional Pet Sitters Day. Oh, uh-huh. right. okay. I have to remember my neighbor. My neighbor does that for a living. And I have to give you a couple for Monday because I'm on the air in the evening, as you know, 630, 7 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern time. And so the day will be mostly over. It's National Flapjack Day. Well, we had Pancake Day a couple days earlier. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, it's Sock, Money, Sock Monkey Day. Anybody have a sock monkey? I As used a kid, to have a sock. Not, not handy. Yeah. yeah. Stuff with socks. They usually have red lips and very long arms and legs. And it's like a yep. doll made with, yeah, okay. It's also National Cereal Day, but they don't specify what kind of cereal. I just fill in the blank. And it's also National Alexander Graham Bell Day. He got the patent for the first telephone on this day. I don't have the date. March 10th, he made the now iconic statement, Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. His assistant was in the next room, received the call, heard the voice clearly, and the first telephone call was made. And look at how far we've come. In your childhood, all of you, I think you're old enough for me to say this. Did you ever imagine you would have a phone you put in your pocket, no wires, no plugs, no antenna that you could see, and you could talk from anywhere, and it didn't matter, and no one would know rather than, Hi, wait a second. My mom's in the other room and my dad needs to use the phone. I got to hang up now and call you back. I, we had, yeah, we, we, I didn't have my own phone number growing up, but I know we had, what was it called? A call waiting. And there was a, a double oh, yeah. line. Yeah. Remember? Oh, oh, mom, Miriam wants to talk to you about that Mahjong game, but I'm talking to Bob about our date on set. I never did that. My mom. No, I, anyway, blah, blah, blah. But it was very interesting. So let's in the time we have left, which is five minutes. I'd like to go over where people can find you. And then, a closing statement. First, a closing statement on your take on creativity. It could be advice to somebody watching and listening. It could be just, 
I could even ask you the question, which I'll ask as a sidebar. Do you wake up every day and say, oh, I'm John Frasier. John, meet John. I'm a creative person and I'm going to do amazing things today. Or is it just there? John, anything or everything, but where can people find you? You get a minute and a half. Go, Oh, one minute. Go ahead. We're almost out. Go ahead. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a lot to unpack there, right? I but, uh, know. So I'll answer the first thing you asked, which is simply I wake up and it's just there. Okay. I just wake up thinking, how can I do something good today? How can I do something cool today? How can I have good impact on others today? And it all sort of derives from there. And uh, that's great. Uh, people can find me online. Uh, I guess um, we have a website, cataclysmthebook.com. That's the book Carrie and I wrote together, if folks are interested in that. Uh, I've got music on iTunes under the band Loose Change. We have a song called Carry On that we released on the anniversary of 9-11. And uh, we're threatening an album this year, but we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. Thank check. you. And cataclysm.com is C-A-T-A-C-L-Y-S-M.com? Uh, that plus the book.com. Okay, cataclysmbook.com, C-A-T-A-C-L-Y-S-M-B-O-O-K.com. Thank you. I was focusing on the harder word to spell. Let's go. That's fair. Michelle, dear, where can people find you? I am at balanceyourpath.com, and everything is there. there. The books are there. My social is there. How to contact me is there. How to learn all about me is there. Um, so, yeah, that's the one-stop shop for Michelle. And, um, and I wake up every morning and... The first thought in my head is, whose life can I change for the better? And that's my creativity. Very How can sweet. I make a difference in the world in which I live, whether it's one person or 100 people, whatever that looks like? And um, I'm hoping that um, I can inspire that in others to just be kind and do everything from a place of love. That is my we goal every need single that. day. Give your website one more time. Balanceyourpath.com. B-A-L-A-N-C-E-Y-O-U-R-P-A-T-H.com. Let's go quickly. Carrie, where can people find you, dear? So uh, as John said, cataclysmthebook.com. There's clubhell.com for the play. And then the cancer book that I've worked on uh, can be found at, on Amazon. Uh, so if anybody's uh, dealing with a cancer diagnosis, that's the book that will get you through. Um, and if you wish to share your cancer story with us, it's at warriorstance.com. So, Warrior Stance, W-A-R-R-I-O-R-S-T-A-N-C-E.com? Correct. Okay, thank All right. you very much. And then as much. far yes, as the ahead, uh, fast. creativity, uh, no, I don't wake up with it. It's usually fallen under the bed and I have to go find it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon Wallen, you get the last word. 30 seconds, dear. I'm sorry. Go fast. Beat, beat. Unmute, I, Sharon. Oh, there you go. A higher power. I do have, um, and that's where I get my creativity. And Grateful Reflections Journal amazon.com and they can also find me at solaceplace.org s-o-l-a-c-e-p-l-a-c-e.org go ahead quickly yes but okay. thanks and through higher power i just seek to do my best and empower mm-hmm. others around me thank you Thank you. And everybody stick around. I'm going to take some pictures. Here's my closing remarks. Everybody get ready. 30 seconds. I'm going to speed talk through this. Gabe, I can do this. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss 
slowly. There's no other way to kiss, trust me. Love, truly laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> and never regret anything that made you smile in final words. Work like you don't need the money. Right, Michelle? Right, yes. Sharon? Right, Carrie? Yeah. Right, John? Totally. Dance, dance like nobody's watching, but they still watch when I dance. Sing like nobody's <laughs> listening. And I didn't sing once on the show today. I tried my best. Love like you've never been hurt because, damn, we all have. Let your heart regenerate, regrow, find new ways in people to love. It's good. Money talks, chocolate sings, and I stole this line from someone else. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red, everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye. See you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.